If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, to be consistent, this is part two of the Tuesday show. We made an hour and 20 minutes of the first one and some technical difficulties, so who knows what happens. We apologize. At Talk Jets Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Let's Talk Jets Radio on YouTube. We're on Spreaker, SoundCloud, everywhere else. We bring back on Primetime real quick. Primetime, what's up, man? I think it's Dan and Howard Beach. Isn't that like the second call in a Every row time. that we've, we've crashed with Dan and Howard Beach? Every time he calls in, it crashes. I don't know what the hell. He has some voodoo on us or something. <laughs> so we're so prime time. Well, we're gonna bring on. We're gonna bring on Steve, yeah. man. So we get, uh, Steve, what's up, man? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? What's up? How Steve? are you doing? It's the most important thing. I'm doing really good. You know, I hope you two are keeping safe. Of course, man. So what are your thoughts on the Jets' offense, man? Do you think we'll start with quarterbacks? Are you comfortable with Flacco as the backup? Yeah, because you know, you know, with Flacco, uh, with with his veteran, you know, he's a he's a one-time Super Bowl MVP. You know, he's definitely a good, you know, uh, backup for Sam. I mean, just I mean, you know, the thing is with with Flacco is, you know, he's coming off of that injury. You know, I mean, who knows if he would even be ready by the time, you know, like if let's say if Sam gets hurt, then who do you turn to next? I mean, it would be Flacco, but it just depends on what happens with his injury. Do you think the Jets need to bring in another veteran quarterback just to, you know, just for insurance in case he's not ready week one, or would you have confidence, let's say, it, in a, it, you know, it, James it honestly, Morgan, just in case, honestly, you know, Sam went down? It honestly would be the safest decision. I mean, you know, you got the other guy, you know, James Morgan, who we drafted in the fourth round. I mean, you know, and then the other guy, uh, what was his name, uh, David Fales. That I honestly wouldn't really trust them, honestly. So you kind of would have to bring in another quarterback, you know, for – for uh, for insurance, if in, in case if like if if something bad would happen to Sam. Okay, so then if you look at the running back position, what are your thoughts on the overall group? You got Kenneth Dixon, Josh Adams, Trenton Cannon, you know Gore Bell. Do you like the group, and how would you set up the carries with them? The go- the 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 the, uh, the core of the running back situation is actually pretty good. Um, Here's the thing. You got to give Le'Veon Bell at least 20 to 25 reps a game. And, I mean, if you put Frank Gore in, you only give him, like, maybe around five reps. You don't give him 10 reps like Shaq. I mean, I don't know why Shaq said, oh, I'll give him 10. No, no honestly, you got to give him five because Frank Gore is just too old. 
I mean, I understand Frank Gore, you know, knows the system, most of the system because he loved playing for Adam Gaze when he was in Miami. But, you know, you, you got to give at least Le'Veon, you know, 20 or more reps. Do you think the offensive line could actually be a strength on the team this year after all the changes? It definitely can be, um, you know, because, listen, I, I, I mean, you know, that was the one big thing that Joe Douglas did work on in the offseason, you know, because last year, you know, we, we there were times, you know, when we just couldn't protect them or even when in games when Luke Falk was playing for us. I mean, I mean, you know, that one game in Philadelphia where we gave up like 10 sacks. I mean, hopefully, you know, you know, like this offensive line protects Sam and builds a good chemistry together. So who are your five starters on the offensive line? I start with McGovern at the center position. I have Makai Benton on the uh, left, on the far left of the position. Um, I, I would put Alex Lewis in there. I put, and then I would also put um, the, uh, what's his name? Um, then I have a matchup. It's, a, it's neck and neck between, you know, George Fan. And uh, the guy, Cameron Clark, who we drafted as well in the fourth round. But, I mean, if, if let's say, if I would start with George Fant, and if Fant is struggling, then I would give Cameron Clark that, that position. Where, right tackle? And then, no, at the, at, the far, at, the far right, at the far right side. Yeah, so right, right tackle. tackle. Yeah. Yeah, right tackle, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want no. what? Well, yeah, Clark, Clark was a right tackle in college, but I think a lot of people have projected him into a guard spot at the, guard, at the next yeah. level. So I mean, I, I think he, I think he could be you know a, a hybrid type player. But I think early on the expectations would probably be for him to play at guard. I think that would be an easier transition, you know, as a rookie. So you know maybe somebody like Adoga or somebody else would be the one that would challenge Fant uh, on the outside, but I'm curious though, who do you think is going to get that right guard spot? Is it going to be winters or Van Roten or, or Clark or somebody else? To be honest, I, I honestly think that Brian Winters should be cut. It's just, I, I just have had enough with Brian Winters because the problem with wow. him is he just doesn't Nobody likes healthy. winters on this show. I like winters. It's not that I don't like winters. It's just the problem is he just can't stay healthy, Kevin. Well, you don't like him. You no, cut him not. for Christ's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't like him. I was going to cut him anyway. No, like I, I agree. I mean, he's obviously had some injuries, but like to me, the thing that kind of separates him from some of the other guys, like Osemele last year, he was injured and he just he was willing to just kind of like sit it right out. Whereas Brian Winters, same injury, tried to play you know throughout almost the entire year, even go back two years before. Guy tears his abdomen, plays through an entire season. Like you, you don't find many guys that are willing to do that. So uh, I think just from like a, a toughness standpoint, a leadership standpoint, you know, we haven't seen him healthy really. Uh, that much in the last three years. And I think if he is healthy, you would see a better version uh, of the winters that we've seen. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, like we'll see. And then, and then, you know, listen, I mean, the offensive line definitely made a huge improvement on the offseason. You know, the biggest thing is if we have a good running game and we protect Sam, like those right. are like, Steve, hold on a second. But how do you rank the wide receivers now? Because you, you seem like you somewhat like the offensive line. You think the running backs are okay. How are you ranking the receivers, like one to five? Um, okay, so one, if I had to rank them uh, from one to five, I would, I would have to say like what Tyrone said. I would have to give them a three right now. 
But what would you? Who's your number one receiver? So you're gonna say what? Crowder, Perryman, Mims. Yeah. Who's your I, number I would, four? I would say Jamison Crowder is my number one receiver. And and I gotta tell you, I'm very 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 high with Denzel Mims. So I would actually put Denzel Mims at number two. I have to, and honestly, I would have to put Brashard Perriman at number three. It's just the reason why I'm putting him at three and not at number two is because, you know, Perriman hasn't really shown his potential ever since he was drafted back in 2015 by Baltimore. But at the same time, you know, he's definitely a rookie, made putting, some improvements. But towards, Mims hasn't played a snap in the NFL. You're already saying you're second best, second best receiver on the team? No pressure I, there. I see a lot of potential. Well, I mean, Tyson, not much else. Tyson, hang on. Before <laughs> you say anything, it's because I see a lot of great potential with him. Okay, so then you're gonna have, you have Crowder, Mims, Perryman, and then who's number four? Okay, at number four, I'm gonna I'm go, at number four. I actually did like him a lot towards the towards the end last year. I'm gonna go Vincent Smith at number four. And then at number five, I'm going to go Braxton Barrios. Your thoughts, Kevin? Is that a list that you're comfortable going into week one with? Or do you think that a veteran like, say, you know, Taylor Gabriel or Demarius Thomas should be brought back to compete with that group? Demarius Thomas, Jesus Christ. I mean, hey, listen, I, I would definitely bring, bring in Taylor Gabriel over Demarius Thomas. It's just Demarius Thomas oh, so is just. He, he's 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 out of there. Look at the I would names not we're talking about here. Think, just, think, just think of the shit we're talking about here. And it's like for a young well, franchise well, quarterback, and the names we're tossing around. Like, <laughs> well, why why are we talking about these names? Because we didn't draft two, like you said, we didn't draft two goddamn receivers when we had the chance to. So the fact that we're having a Demarius Thomas conversation just speaks volumes of how shitty a wide receiver group could be. We're, well, we're no, one injury they, one injury to Crowder away they, from being a mess. One name we didn't mention that I totally forgot about, undrafted. You know, we've seen, you know, Robbie Anderson come in undrafted and make a big impact right away. Lawrence Cager, you know, him and uh, yeah, George Campbell, both those guys. What kind of chance was he going to get, four, though, which is kind of practice? How much, how much can an undrafted guy show us in limited practice? Why, why can't he show mm-hmm. as much as anybody else? I mean, we've been Will talking even about get the reps. But I'm saying, are they, they going to have those kind of reps? Are they even going to get those kind of reps? I mean, it might not be the the kind of reps that they typically get, but I mean, you could still put a receiver on the outside, and you you could judge his speed, you can judge his ability to you know get underneath the ball, a uh, deep ball, his ability to catch and yeah, how drills. But, but Kevin, I mean, how do undrafted guys usually make the games? Usually make a team in preseason games, stuff like that, like shine, like extend, you know, whatever. Like I think the, I think no, an yeah, undrafted guy is going to have their well, handful making a team this year. Yeah, but look at what he's competing against. I mean, if, if he's able to outshine, you know. Vincent Smith or Braxton Berrios, should that be that? I'm saying if he's a legitimate wide receiver, I don't think if any one of these guys are legitimate wide receivers, that there should be that much difficulty in standing out with this group that we're looking at right now. What do you think, Steve? No, I mean, I mean, listen, Kevin made a good point. You know, I mean, it it, you, it just always depends on who who who, who really does show up. At, who does show up at camp and who does show up, you know, at the beginning of the year. I mean, these are undrafted uh, receivers. I mean, look, we, we had that with Robbie Anderson a few years ago. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Listen, I could be right, I could be wrong, and the same thing for you two guys, too. 
We'll see what happens when when uh, training camp what comes awful around. Take. I could be right. I could be I wrong. Could be right. I could be wrong. It may rain or maybe sunny, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Terrible take. <laughs> so, Steve, Who's what is your prediction for the offense? The show came to a crashing halt. What is your prediction for the offense as we head to training camp? Like, what ranking? Are they top 20, top 15? If they, if they would have to right now say something about, like, where, where they're going to probably rank them, I, I would probably say at the beginning right now, probably top 25 but then if I'm hoping towards the end of the year I would I would say like what Kevin said you know hopefully between 15 and 12 like in the top 15. So basically the way you're going to handle phone calls just agree with everything Kevin says that this is going to go now? No, no I'm, I'm not, I'm not I mean, saying that's, that's a good approach. I mean, that's a good approach. Uh, and uh, listen, <laughs> Kevin and I have some different opinions but but honestly Kevin has made some good points and takes tonight. You tell him, okay. Steve. You let him know. Fair enough. That's fair enough, Steve. Have a good night, Steve. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Good night. Good talking to you, Steve. Yeah, I bet it is, you bastard. Because now that, he's that taking was, that, the, was ex- that, that was an excellent call. That, that was. You know what? An excellent call because you you did you did the same stuff that Joe <laughs> used to do for him. You gave him the life wrap and you bailed <laughs> him out of his horrible take. He was just firing what out names. They know what position they were playing. <laughs> Horrendous. That was all Steve on his own. He came prepared. He had his notes ready. He <laughs> delivered, man. This is just ridiculous. Who bring July Ty- 7th show. Steve, ready to go. We're going to bring Tyrone back on. Tyrone, what's up, man? Did you hear Steve's nonsense? Hey, bro, listen. Flames. You know what? Hey, prime time, prime time, listen. It only takes Steve to bring that ass back out of Tyson. All that nice guy stuff <laughs> stops with Steve doing the line, bro. I used to hear them over there flaming. I'm like, here it goes. <laughs> Bro, I just knew it was coming, bro. I just knew it was coming, bro. Like, Steve just – Steve and Tyson, he just brings out that fire in Tyson every time. Tyson was trying to be nice, and Steve just – ha, right to the middle, bro. Crazy. So now what we're going to do is we're going to let you guys deal with Justin. So, Justin, what's up, man? Oh, just my. What's good? What's going on? What's good with the colors tonight, man? They they got the <laughs> what's ice. What's your beef? They, they end up. Call, callers are in the ice tub tonight, man. Callers are, are not definitely. They're in the ice tub tonight, man. They, they got the. What you mean? Turn the temperature up, Jay. Turn the temperature up, Jay. Turn the temperature up, baby. All right, all right. So, all right. So let's start. All right. So you want the temperature up? Let's start with the offensive line. Yeah, keep it hundred. Keep it hundred with us. Let's go. The running back position. I think we're all in agreement. I think the running back position. That's an easy one. I think we have a little depth there. I mean, the the third. 30 carries, that's obvious. you got to give Le'Veon 20 carries. Cannon, Cannon's got to get – he's got to get more involved in the offense. I'd probably give him five. Piran's got to get, like, five to seven. And Gore, you're hoping Gore gets, like, three to five carries a game. I'm hoping Gore is just a, maybe a third down back, comes in every once in a while just to change it up. But I don't want to see Gore get any carries. So, I think the running back position as a whole unit, I think we're fine there as long as Gase – knows how to u- utilize them, which we all know he doesn't. Hopefully, you know, this guy's uh, quarantine or something's been studying, hitting his books for the running backs. So I think the running backs right, as a whole, I think we're fine there. Uh, okay, let's go to Jay, tight ends. Get, get a little warm. No, no, no. Let's go to receivers. Timber's getting a little warm in here. How you feel about receivers? All right. One through five. How you uh, Receivers? Uh, receivers, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, Kevin was right. We needed to draft another one. 
But I, I think as a whole unit with the wide receivers and the tight ends, I think we have enough. People are saying, Dan and all you other people are saying, we don't have enough. But Griffin had five touchdowns before he with, with Herndon healthy. I think we have enough as a whole with Griffin, Herndon. I think I, think I love the point of Wesco. I think Wesco is going to bring another dynamic to the offense too. Wesco? I think as a whole – yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know Baby if you rock. like that one, but let's let you see. Everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's on the Vincent Smith train, but Westco's been working too. So I think as a whole, we got enough weapons on offense. I think that, that that's just another excuse. I mean, with Le'Veon, Herndon healthy, hopefully he stays healthy. Griffin, Mims, Crow- Crowder, we, if he's healthy, I think as a whole unit, I think we're going to be fine on offense. As long as the no, offensive line gels, that's the big if. No, you bring up some good points on the weapons. Like, but a lot of the guys you're talking about with Bell and, and especially the tight ends and even Crowder, if you want to put them in there, those are a lot of guys that are going to beat you underneath or out of the backfield. My concern, I think I'll, you know, the concern from a lot of fans, is who are the receivers that are going to be able to consistently win matchups against top cornerbacks on the outside? See? Do you have that guy that could step in right away and beat you over the top? We know – that Perriman and Mims have speed, can they beat top corners consistently in this offense? I hate to do this. I hate to bring it up, but I got to do it. This is the oh. issue. We had that guy who got rid of him. You, all these people wanted to say he wasn't a number one. They wanted to blah, blah, blah. He wasn't a number one receiver. He, he's a two rep. That's this, that, and the other. We had that guy in Robbie Anderson. We had that guy in our building. And we let him go. Every time, every time I bring up Robbie, I get yelled at because I'm told that, you know, we still offered him a contract and he just chose to go to Carolina, which isn't exactly wrong. But yeah. at the same time, like, if, if you knew what the numbers were going to be and you were hesitant yeah. about going uh, a certain amount that beyond that, that's where you had a chance. That's where you had a chance to yep. trade him Three extra million, prior. sure yeah. thing. Yep, for sure. Two Especially million. when Two you knew it goes. wasn't what he was going to get. Yep, yep, I agree with Two that. Well, yeah, that, I think that's the biggest issue. Two million dollars. That's all it was. Two million dollars. That's the biggest issue right there. We lost the best receiver we had in the building for two million dollars. Yeah. Sickening. Still so, sickening. So, but so Jeff, let's, let's what about the offensive line? Oh, offensive line? Yep, I got another one. Get, keep the oven going. Yep. All you guys want to do is talk about Brian Winters. Let's cut him. Let's cut him this. Brian Winters is going to be competing for a starting job. I hate to break it to you. And you know what? He wasn't as bad as people say. When he, he was playing through an injury, and our offensive line probably was the worst offensive line we've ever seen in the history of sports, and they just brought his play down. I mean, Spencer Long next to him and these other garbage guys we had, Brian Winters is not as bad as we say. With a full full training camp, let, let's see him healthy, and I think Brian Winters has a chance to start on this offensive line. I'll be a healthy Brian, a healthy Brian Winters will be the starting right guard. Period, in my opinion. Yep. Okay. Yep. Healthy Brian Winters. Okay. Yep. So I, 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 yeah. Will be the starting. Hold right on. I got it. I got it. I got a rebuttal up here. Hold on. So, okay, you said last year. So, Jay, what was he at the year before that when he sucked? Or the year before that when he sucked? Where was Where was right, Brian right. Winters at then? Because I haven't seen I nothing. Just, uh, I, I, the first two years, I, I don't think. I mean. He, he downplayed it with his injury, but the first two years weren't that bad. I, I think we're just going to have to see with that one, to tell you the truth. When did he have a but good I season? Mean, Can anybody tell me? When did... 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.